This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and co-hosting with me today is Giannis Janais. This episode, we're going to be previewing the upcoming match for Fulham against Birmingham City at St. Andrews. We have much to discuss in regards to this match. We also have some bonus topics to talk about in the Cottage Talk roundtable. Before I do anything else, I have to welcome Mr. Janais back to the show. Giannis, how you doing? I'm just lovely, thank you. What a, an exciting day it should be tomorrow. We're all going to be absolutely nervous as crap but it's going to be uh lots of permutations and um i'm curious to see which way the pendulum will strike it should be very interesting i look forward to it it's funny because all up to this week i was feeling extremely nervous now i'm feeling excited Yanis, because i look at it this way and that's going to lead to our first topic where we talk about the potential of playoffs i see what happens tomorrow this is just my gauge here 10% 10% that things go our way in regards to Cardiff. I think it's low. Maybe it's a little bit higher, but the odds are against us there. But if they go our way, so be it. But I'm looking at it this way, and uh, I want to get your thoughts of, say, the worst-case scenario happens, Giannis, when we end up in the playoffs. I'm feeling much more confident than I did last season because of, say, we have Mitrovic, which I think is the difference. We have other players. And I think this team has found ways to win ugly. So I'm feeling very confident. So I want to get your thoughts. Let's just play it out and say things don't go our way tomorrow. We all hope that it does. But if it doesn't, how confident are you with Fulham in the playoffs if that is what we're dealt here? Well, if, if uh, let's say worst case scenario, we don't, we don't make it through tomorrow. So right now as it stands, um, we'd be playing Derby. And... Um, you know, I think we match up very well with them. We, we really, I agree. Yeah, we we shouldn't have anything that um, you know that's going to trouble us. I and mean, there's a potential, obviously, that Preston could do it. Preston, I think, are a slightly different team. Uh, they'd potentially be a, a bit of a stiffer test. 
let's assume that it's going to be Derby. Um, you know, I, I, that'll be a good matchup for us. And then, of course, winners against um, Vastanilla and uh, uh, Middlesbrough. Yep. And I don't. I think that's. A, I think that's actually a pick'em tie. I think Middlesbrough played very well. I think they're. Um, you know, second half of the season has been strong. I think Villa going to that's favourites, but I think they're under pressure. So, you know, we've got we're battle hardened after last year's you know shenanigans against uh, Reading. Um, so I'm sort of going into it, assuming that some it won't necessarily go our way, and then we just look forward to playoffs and see what happens. And, but the thing about the Mars games with us, um, obviously Birmingham need to need the point. Um, Correct. My understanding is that it, it'll be a, um, a a full house at uh, St Andrews, which um, the last time they had a full house at St Andrews was, I think, the last time or the first time time they had a series of full house. That must have been back in the nineteenth century. So um, it, it, that's good. And um, Reading are taking uh, a fair number of fans down the M4 to Cardiff. So they understand the magnitude of the game. And Cardiff are at home, which means I think, that if anything, they'll be a little bit more nervous, even though the, you know, the, the atmosphere should be good. So, um, you know, it should be very exciting. There's still lots to play for at the top and at the bottom as well. Let's not forget um, Burton are attempting their little um, mass escape, their, you know, last last gasp mistake um escape and remember the way it's played out right now reading and birmingham are in real trouble and um they both are yeah they are and and bolton you know are not completely done yet either so this is gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be very interesting Giannis. and uh you've already talked about the two teams that could potentially play foam if the worst case scenario happens being that former in the playoffs and it would be a Preston North End or Derby County. I, I agree with you. I think Derby County is a very good matchup for Fulham. I feel very confident on that. Preston North End does scare me a little bit because I think they match up well against Fulham, where, again, it's still in, in our advantage, but they know how to play against us better than I think Derby County. Just I think it's matchup yeah. situations. So would you agree with me that the better matchup is Derby County? I, th- I think you already said that, that you like how they match up. Yeah. How much do you say fear? I, fear is, is a very strong word, but how much do you concerned about Preston North End if that's the matchup. I I I'll I'm more leery of them than playing Derby, but I don't I still think even with you know the two one win we got up in the northwest a few weeks back, I still think that we've got enough to beat um them. Um of course the funny thing is that Brent Fodder won't be in. And we've been getting Fulham fans on Facebook will know there's a couple of um buggers out there of a trolling Fulham. And yes, they um, are. Yes, you know who they are as well. Oh, I do. But as I look as I look at the table, they have um, sixty eight points, and unless all of a sudden they award four points for a win, which they don't, then they'll be on the golf course beyond Sunday. So good for them. But uh, <laughs> we're if we lose fifteen nothing tomorrow, we're still in playoffs, and right, we're still with me in third. So, um, in a sense, we've got nothing to lose. Cardiff are going to be. I'm going to. I believe going to feel the pressure tomorrow. I don't think. Reading were terrible last week against Ipswich. I actually got the chance to watch the game, and they were shocking. But you've got to expect a reaction tomorrow. They can't be Absolutely. that bad, and they got they they essentially, um, they essentially need a point to stay up. That's right. Um, and it will be, 
they've got the players who are good enough to get a result at Cardiff. Um, wouldn't it be lovely if our old friend Shani Aluko decided to, or even Chris Martin decided to... Uh, Do us a favour? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? You know, go, <laughs> go, over, to, go over to the Cardiff and oh, this one's for Fulham. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be that great, would, my friend. That'd, that'd be, be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, well, let me ask you this, because I've seen so much talk about this. The reason why I wanted to start off talking about scenarios for the playoffs is because I think that's more likely than not. But there's still a possibility that we could still win automatic promotion. We'll be talking about the Birmingham City match in just a few minutes. But I just want to talk about playoffs in general. And I'm used to them a great deal here in America. You are as well. And there's this huge fear in regards to the playoffs. I understand it. I understand history. But past doesn't really matter when it comes to this team. Even last season doesn't matter. The only thing to me that matters is maybe experience. But this team is not that team, and this team is not teams from years past. So, Giannis, I don't understand why everyone is so fearful of the playoffs. I say embrace it and see what happens. That's the way I'm looking at it. I want to get your thoughts about just playoffs in general because I see it all over. No one wants it. And I'm here to tell you it's not that I want it, but I don't fear it. Yeah, you're right. I think it's the psychology of it. I mean, part of it is you could go into the the playoffs in any league around the world going with a far superior record in a regular season against the team you're up against and fall flat on your face. And uh, form would dictate that you're going to win, but because you've done so much better than the team that you're playing, the pressure's on you because you're expected to win. And if you win, yeah, it was expected to lose, you look like chumps. And um, that's the, the, I mean, the, the beauty of playoffs is it gives avenues for teams to make it into the postseason. I mean, and, and it's, you know, whichever sport, you know, certainly in North America, we're, we're spoiled for that. Right. Um, and I think it's a great thing. But, you know, um, I would counter this, and I know maybe I'll get a lot of disagreement from our fans, but so be it. Before the start of the season, we know that the teams that finish in the top two will get promoted. So the answer is, don't end up in a playoff spot if you want to get promoted, uh, get promoted, finish top two. And I think sure. that's the value of winning tomorrow. Cardiff, if Cardiff don't make it through tomorrow, I think it would be devastating because for most of the season, they've been there or thereabouts. We've come from nowhere to, to, to make it into the top six and now into the top three. So really, we can only control part of our destiny by winning. And if we win and Cardiff win then no complaints whatever right. you think of warnock um but we've done our thing and that's the way slava's got to look at the game let's go out and win let's carry on carrying on winning because if we go into that's the all you can control Giannis. yeah that's right and this thing about i mean there's this one troll on facebook uh his name's vernon who a, a brent fodder who goes oh well we ended your season uh we stopped you from going, well, don't be an idiot. You know, you're not going to playoffs. You know, you, you what are you? As, as, as some fans like to say, you know, you're just a bus stop in Hounslow. Um, we're still in playoffs. You're not. We're on this ridiculous run. You're not. And um, we're there in the playoffs by right. You're not. We're in a position tomorrow to get promoted automatically. You're not. So you're right. We should embrace it. It is, it is very, very exciting. It'd be fantastic if we can make it through tomorrow. 
I'm open-minded about it. I think I believe we'll win them all. Um, the one thing we can't control is what Reading do. Uh, it depends if exactly. it's the Reading that showed up last week against Ipswich. Cardiff will absolutely murder them. But if it's the Reading that can play with the players that they do have, despite a really disappointing year, then they can cause an upset. So I, I'm 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 prepared for either. Um, I think we're battle hardened and we're ready. If if it doesn't go according to plan, and if it does go go according to plan, then I think there'll be a lot of us celebrating tomorrow night because it'll be a fantastic achievement. And uh, knowing now that Stoke City are down, it's still a bit of a shock. I can't believe that, but it's true. Um, you know, it'll be it'll be good for us. I, I'm sure you saw the results in the Premier League today, Russ. Um, I have West Brom. <laughs> good for them, right? Yeah, yeah, like like that. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I uh, I don't know what to say really. They've uh, <laughs> they want to do. And let's have a mention for our old friend Roy Hodgson and the job he's yes. done at Palace. What a magnificent job he's done. And he's I watched saved, the match. Yeah, they were doomed, doomed at Christmas. And he's come in. You know what he's done. You know, he works miracles. Unfortunately, he's going to be labelled because of his, his record at Liverpool um, and, you know, his, re- his record with England. But he's, a, he's been a fantastic manager wherever he's been. He did, of course, a fantastic job for us. But internationally, he's world-renowned and, uh, and wonderful for Palace. And um, Hodgson, good old Evergreen Hodgson, is going to be uh, coaching in the, uh, the Premier League again next year, which I think is fantastic. Totally agree there, my friend. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the teams that you think will be relegated. Uh, Sunderland already is. Who's going to be joining them? Your thoughts? Oh, this is a oh you 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 put me in bugger bugger. I know, don't you, mate? Um, <laughs> well, there's heart, there's heart in this head. Um, I've got a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I've got a. I mean, jeez. Oh, I I would I would love to see. Burton avoid the drop again. I really would. I, I, you know, I, the story, one of the stories coming out this week is that Accrington Stanley got promoted from League Two to League One. So Sunderland will be playing them. I think Stanley have a, a smaller ground capacity than Burton. I think it's about 4,000, which is remarkable. Um, I'm, I'm, there's heart in the head here. I, I, I'm, I think Barnsley go down. Obviously, Sunderland are down. The third team. Oh, mother! Yeah, do make things tough, mate. Sorry. Um, let's have. Well, I'm gonna have a listen, look at the fixtures there and see what how, how this is gonna look. Okay. Okay. Bolton are home to Forest. Um, I see Bolton nicking that one. Okay. Barnsley have to go to Derby County, um, and that is a big, big, big game. Obviously, Derby know a win. They're automatically in playoffs. Burn Albion have to go to Preston. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but Burton, I think, have won two away games on, on the trot. So I wouldn't write them off, but that's a tough one. And then guess what? Of course, mind you, that's the upper end. Millwall have got the villa. Um, oh, Russ. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Sunderland, Barnsley, Birmingham. Okay. I, I, I've got a sneaking suspicion. I think Bolton will beat Forest. Okay. Forest a bit, a bit of form. I think Burton will get something at Preston. I do. They've all of a sudden they've started believing again. Um, one of Reading or Birmingham are going to go down, 
and I I just have a I've said it all a lot. I've just got a feeling Reading are going to do something tomorrow. Um, I just a feeling there was it was it the thing was last week they were so poor. I mean that's the thing. I mean they weren't even second best. They were third best. And they're only two teams. They they were wretched. Surely, surely, surely they can't play that badly again. I don't. Um, no, I, I I can't see it. I can't see it. So I'm going to pick Sunderland, Birmingham, Barnsley. Okay. What do you I reckon, Russ? What's your take? I think it's going to stay the same. That's the way I'm looking at it. I think it's going to be what it is right now. That's the way I'm looking at it, Giannis. Listen, I could be wrong. That's what I think is going to happen. But who knows? I mean, that's what's crazy about the end here is that you never know how it's all going to uh, play out. Giannis and uh it's funny because I do like Burton Albion I honestly want them to stay up but I could see I could see the bottom three staying the same that's just the way I'm looking at it but we'll see I actually I, I believe I predicted that on, on another show so I think I have to stick with it so uh, sure. that's what I'm going to go with my friend but talk I, about we'll know we'll know I mean even when we're you know for the fans that are up at St Andrews tomorrow and you know, we're going to be watching it and da-da-da. We will know, or the fan, the players will know at every ground how things are going. I know. So, for example, if Reading score at uh, down in Wales, the Fulham fans will know, because there'll be a lot of radios taking it into St. Andrews, and you'll hear the cheers. I think it's such, a, it's such an exciting end, because at the top and at the bottom, there, was, there are very few fixtures tomorrow. Looking at this here now, where there's um, really nothing to play for. Just looking there, a Brent Fodder against Hull, yeah, Bristol City, Sheffield United, um, Leeds against QPR. Those are the Sheffield ones in Norwich. They're the only four fixtures that really are meaningless. The rest of them all have something at stake. Right. And that, I think that's fair. And that's how, after a 46-game season, uh, that, that you really can't ask for any more than that. I totally agree there, my friend. It'll, it'll be interesting how tomorrow uh, plays itself out. We are recording this on Saturday, and uh, I've already called this uh, a Super Sunday foam style because that's the way I, I'm looking at it, and I'm going to have both of these matches going on, but I'll be checking all the results, and that's what makes Sunday very interesting and fun. All right, my friend, before we get into talking about this match, there is one detail that I think is important leading up to this match, and that is Matt Target, Savisa said in his presser, that uh, he is ready to go. So that's excellent news, I think. Your thoughts on Matt Target? I, I was uh, fearful, Giannis, that he would not be available for this match. Apparently, he is going to be available. Um, it is big for us. Um, he, didn't, he, didn't have, he didn't have the most stellar game in the world last week before, before he No, he didn't. You know, and I think, he, you know, Sunderland were giving him some real problems in that first half. Um, for Slava, he's going to look at this and go, well, if he's available, I know the 11. I think we all know the 11. He's not going to make any changes. But if he's not available, then, he, you know, he, ironically, really, it was his injury that really changed the tempo of the game when he brought AK on because um, Boo Boo made a huge difference in, in terms of the way he played and, and deservedly got his man of the match award as well. I thought he was outstanding. Um, it's, it's very good news for us um, because I think we're an excellent matchup for, for, for Brum. Um, 
and um, he will have settled probably in his mind with working and with the team and knowing that he had the extra days, well, actually, extra two days prep. That's and right. That's probably what's helped um, Matt to get ready. Because the match was on Friday. That's a good point. That's right. So it's, it's good news. And um, we are going to go in and we're going to leave it all on the field. I don't actually, and I maintain this, to me, we have no pressure on us tomorrow. Because I actually agree with that, Giannis. Go ahead. Yeah, just go out and play. I mean, we right. if it works, we win. If it works and we win and Cardiff win, then we've got playoffs. If we lose, we've still got playoffs. Right. If we draw, we've still got playoffs. But if we win and something goes wrong to Cardiff, then we go up automatically. So we might as well. The pressure to me is on Birmingham because they hugely need the points at the bottom. And I'm sure they don't want to go down to League One. Um because League One has improved in recent years. And don't forget, I mean, if, if you want to come straight back up, I know as miserable as Sunderland were this year, you've got to think they're going to be better the next, better next year. Um, I think there's quite a drop-off between our league and League One. So, right. Um, but do Birmingham City want to be playing in League One? No. So it's a big... I know, of course, Aston Villa fans will, will just absolutely love it if they get relegated. <laughs> um, but... Um, they don't want that. So it's going to be, it's, these are desperate times uh, for, for Brum. Um, they've got, um, they've got a good manager in place in Gary Monk, but it will be considered a failure if they don't survive. Absolutely. So, um, it's going to, I'd say I'm, 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 I'm dead excited about uh, tomorrow and uh, I don't feel we've got any pressure. Then we just go and play. See, that's why I'm glad I'm doing this with Giannis because the lead up to this show, I was thinking about it. I've been nervous all this week. I'm not nervous today. I'm actually feeling confident and excited. And you brought up one of the reasons why I am not nervous. It's because the pressure is not on Fulham right now. It's on three teams that are involved in these two matches that we'll be looking at very closely. It's definitely on Birmingham. It's definitely on Reading. And it certainly is on Cardiff City. It really is not on Fulham if you really look at it because if – the result does not go our way. We still have the playoffs. We have that. So that to me takes the pressure off a little bit. Obviously there's pressure. You want to win because you want to give yourself a chance for a second, barring what happens with Cardiff city, but the pressure is more on these three teams. than I believe on That's just my opinion. So I think that's partially why I'm not feeling as nervous as I had in past that I feel like I should be. I, I, I should be much more nervous than I am. I'm not. I'm actually, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a gr- great I, I Sunday. Think, I'm just trying to think that, that um, you know, you, the, there's a certain element of nerves last year, obviously, with the um, um, the, the playoff games against Reading. Right. Know, and, and when you're positions like this, you, you, you obviously, there's nervous energy. You want to do well. Uh, I mean, every one of the games in a Europa League run, um, including the final. But the most nervous I think I've been in the last 10, 15 years as a Fulham fan, f- irony of ironies, was the last game of the season down at Fratton Park in, in, in 08 when we needed to get something down, you know, a miracle escape, and Murphy got the header. That was just about 10 years ago, by the way. That was 10 years. And because and, and it was so, everything had to go right for us. That's and right. Reading now was, that's serious pressure. It really was, and all the laughter, um, and trust me, the laughter when of all people, 
who's going to score a header from a free kick. Danny it's Murphy. Danny Murphy. I mean, you you, you couldn't write that, a script yeah. better. Oh, it was just, it was just it was just an amazing turn of events. And again, going back to several weeks to our trip up to to Man City, and we were two goals down at half time. And um, you know, I mean, you're two goals down, you're dead and buried. Um, Diamante uh, Camera has miskicked a ball that's gone through Joe Hart's legs. <laughs> we miss a Danny Murphy misses a penalty, but, it up. but but rebounds it out and he thumps it home. Yeah, and then there's that ridiculous breakaway. That I think it was a ball. It was Simon Davis that sent the ball through, or was it? Dan, no, it was actually it was Murphy sent it through for, for Camera to absolutely thump it off. You know, on the near post side, and it was just, are you kidding me? We were relegated at half time, and all of a sudden there was a chink of light. Um, so that's why you you just don't know. You just don't know. See, I'm and, glad that um, you brought that up, Giannis. That's a great time to bring it up because I was going to bring up something a little bit later when I talk about the situation with Cardiff City after we do our predictions. I'll, I'll mention a quick story of something that has happened to me. But I'm glad that you brought up the situation with Fulham 10 years ago because that just proves anything can happen, especially on the last day meaning that things might happen to Cardiff. Things might happen to Fulham. Things, who knows? Anything can happen. It's not etched in stone that Cardiff City are going to get all three points. It wasn't obviously etched in stone that Fulham would beat Portsmouth that day. They did. And uh, the odds are probably still against them at that point, even though they had a little bit of momentum. But they still had a lot to do, and they got it done. And that's why... You never know. That's why they play the games. That's why games aren't played on paper, my friend. Yes. They actually, you actually have to play them and see how it all plays out. And uh, Fulham have dealt with a lot of pressure lately, and uh, they've come through it. And obviously, this uh, unbeaten streak backs that up. So that's why I'm also confident going into this. And if it's the playoffs, so be it. I'm not dreading it. I know people are dreading it. I'm not. I'm going to embrace it. Because I think this team is different from the team last season and teams in the past. I think that they have dealt with pressure very well, and I think they're going to be fine. Have they dealt with pressure in a bad way at times? Obviously, you know, again, they've dropped points, but but more often than not, they've actually dealt with pressure extremely well. And I think in that type of situation, they're going to be fine. That's the way I'm looking at it. That's why I'm not concerned about the playoffs. I want to see if we win automatic promotion tomorrow, and that's what I'm looking forward to. All right, my friend, let's get into this. You've already talked a little bit about Birmingham City. If you haven't listened, uh, I'm just telling the audience and, and you, Giannis, I'm not sure if you listen. Please do check out my view of the opposition, Birmingham City, with Dan Bird. Dan was excellent. He gave me some excellent insight into his team. And uh, definitely check that out, Giannis. And what was interesting about Dan, Dan broke up his season into three parts. And obviously, Red Naps one part of it. And then... You have the other managers, and uh, he was also mentioning the uh, the transfer window. All these other factors going into their season being a disappointment. But the one thing that he did say, he does hope that uh, that the current manager Gary Monk stays on as manager. And uh, you know, he he's someone that I truly respect. This is an interesting matchup. They play completely different than they did under the two former managers. They actually play like Gary Monk normally plays, and. Uh, they have two wide guys that are extremely wide, and we know one of them, Hata, who's extremely dangerous. Uh, so we're going to get into this. I think this is a, 
a very interesting matchup for Fulham, but a team that needs a point in Birmingham City. Those are my opening thoughts. What are yours, Giannis? It's going to be a good matchup. I mean, you know, we're up against our old buddy David Stockdale in that, and right. uh, he'll be wanting to keep us out. Uh, Jota, we know we know all about him. They're a team that, um, to me, should be doing better than they have done. It's been a, a tumultuous season for sure. Um, but they're going to be buoyed on by a, a you know, a, a full house. And that's the other thing about these that's right. full meaningful house. games. Everywhere, it seems like everything, you know, it's going to be packed houses, which I think is brilliant. They got a very disappointing result down at Loftus Road um, last week against the Ha-Has. So that's really put them behind the eight ball for this game. Um, but they're, they're going to give us a challenge. Um, and um, Monk's going to have them set up, I think, the first 10, 15 minutes will be absolutely critical to this game. Um, and if you looked at the post-match com- um, comments from Monk after the game at Q- the Ha-Ha's last week, he said that it looked like his players played with fear. Um, well, if they played with fear against a team who had nothing to play for, what's going to happen against a team who have everything to play for and you're in front of your home fans? So it's going to be um, very, very interesting. You know that the media hype in Birmingham would be big this week. They don't obviously want to get relegated. Things are, are going for them in the sense of where the table is right now because a lot will have to go seriously wrong. Right. But the neg- I mean, the negative side for them is that Birmingham have a worse goal difference than Reading do. Um, Birmingham only had need to drop a couple of spots for it to go belly up in a hurry. Um, and even though Bolton look like they're in you know, some length of doo-doo uh, if if we were to knock Birmingham over by a couple of goals and Bolton do the same to Forest, all of a sudden Bolton jump out of the bottom three. So um, it's, these are trying times for Monk and for the players and the, the fans. Um, they should be high. I think they're mid-table team, probably. But they've just, um, they went into a wretched run of form in the middle of the season, not really been able to recover. But it will be an exciting game. And, um, you know, we talk about our nervous energy about tomorrow and what have you. Imagine what it's like for them knowing that, you know, anything, you know, if they lose tomorrow, it's a problem because I think a draw will do it. A draw will a draw will do it, yes, safe. you're right. Yeah, a draw will keep them safe, but anything less, and they may be looking at the trapdoor. Okay, very interesting, Yanis. Listen, I was going to ask you to talk about the match earlier in the season, but I don't know if there's much we can learn from that because the teams are very different, different managers, obviously, and uh, I think Fulham's extremely different. So let's throw that away. But let's get back and let's talk about strategy. And I also want to get your thoughts in regards to Gary Monk. And uh, when I was talking to Dan Bird, I asked him what he thinks uh, Gary Monk's strategy. And basically, I'm paraphrasing, he just said not to lose because they just need a point. He thinks that they'll play similar to how they played against Wolves just set up not to lose to it sounds like to me frustrate us a little bit and uh just try not to lose that match but Gary Monk is a a manager that I respect a great deal Giannis I want to get your thoughts on him and also what do you think will be his strategy there's mixed opinion about Monk um and for me me, the jury's out um I'm, I'm not sure yet I think he's got to did a decent job at Swansea, but then, you know, things went south at Leeds. I, I, um, I, the problem that Birmingham have got is this. 
you got you're going to be playing in front of a packed house. Do you really want to go out in your last game of the season and try and keep it tight and defend? Are the fans going to want to see that? The answer is no. Yes, they'll want them to stay up, but they're not going to go and want their players to play, you know, 11 men behind the ball. And that's where they've got a little bit of a problem. Because if they go in and they, they adopt this defensive mindset, the, the fans are going to get on their backs. They're going, to, they're going to say, well, you know, at least try and do something. So there's, you know, Monk could turn around and say, well, what do you, you know, do we need to win or do you want to stay up? What's more important? Well, the answer, of course, is going to be to stay up. But fans pay their money at the turnstiles to watch good footy. And um, they're going to want Birmingham to win, and they're going to want to see an effort that they try and get the three points off us. So if they, had, so if Brummy decide to adopt this defensive mindset, that could turn belly up very quick, if only because the Brummy fans won't be happy about the tactics. Right. It's a difficult situation, Russ, for them. It's a very difficult. That's why first 10, 15 minutes is key. If they score first, then... The, you know, we've got enough power in our arsenal to, 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 to score goals, but it'll give them certainly a huge lift. Sure. But the longer the game stays nil-nil, and if they adopt, adopt these tactics, um, fans won't be happy. I know, it's kind of, I know it's twisted logic, because at the end of the day, if they stay out, they'll be hey, brilliant. But they don't, you know, home games, you're, you're, the, you know, you're the hosts. The expectation is you go out, the visitors. And... Um, so I wonder what Monk is going to be telling them. I, if I was Monk tomorrow, I would not adopt a, 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 it, it, I would not adopt a, a defensive approach. I wouldn't say, okay, we just need a point, lads. It'd be like, let's go out there and attack. Let's go out there and let's be positive and play. And, and if we play positive footy, then we'll create chances and the result will come if we can get this right. They actually have some players that can do that. For sure. I just think that teams that, teams that decide that they're going to go and play defensively or park the bus in Mourinho terms. Right. It, it really, if ever works. And I think you can get away with that away from home because there's an expectation that, right. You know, I don't, gonna... That's why I don't think that they're going to do that at home. I think, and this is one thing that Dan also said that they are two different teams. They're one team at home and one team away. That's why I think that they're going to attack Giannis. That's just my feelings. on That would make sense. That would that would make sense, but then I'm not sure. You see, the the measure really of this team as long as well will come in terms of you're going to see how good a manager Gary Monk is um, after tomorrow's game because he's had eight days to prepare them for the biggest game they've had in a few years. That's right. So, what is he going to say to his players? You know, how do we adopt this and come out with a result? And and not and let's not forget. And I think one of the greatest things that's ever happened. I think not just in England but around the world is that in the last game of the season, all the games are played at the same time. And, and so there's none of this, you know, play, game played later, any shenanigans going on. So the supporters in, in the stands will know what's got, The Birmingham supporters will know what's happening to Reading and Bolton and Barnsley and Burton. So um, it's going to be very interesting. I, I mean, I know how I do it. You know, on paper, we're a better side than them. And of course, we're in incredible form. But Games aren't played on paper. That's right. Um, so I would hope that they're going to kind of try and attack us. And if not, they're just going to try and uh, they play into our hands. Um, but it's going to be a nervous game tomorrow. It's going to be sure. very, very noisy. And I think it's brilliant. You know, you play all these games and all sorts <laughs> of weather. And then it comes down to the last game and often the last kick of the game. That's right. Yeah, that's so, very, very good. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Absolutely. And uh, let's talk about 
players that concern you, I'll mention too, that very much concern me. I watched a bunch of video, and I know these players. Magoma and Hota are two dangerous players, Giannis, that concern me for this match, both wide, can cause damage. What players concern you? Well, I mean, Hota obviously, um, you know, can cause damage, but then um, I think I'm going to I'm going to flip it on its on its head because um, Birmingham are going to have to look at say, okay, what players are going to could cause us major trouble. You know, Mitrovic is an absolute obvious. Kearney is an absolute obvious. Sess has been a little bit quiet recent weeks, but he scored goals. That's an obvious. Um, Steph Joe can, can, can score goals and create chances. There's a, you know, you've got players, we've got a lot of weapons where, whereas Birmingham have one or two. But we've got a lot of weapons we can fly at you, and we find ways to win that. 23-game stand has really been built on finding ways to get the three points. So I Slava, Slava's approach, I hope, and we'll assume, will be, well, let's not worry about what they do. Let them worry about what we do. Right. We can control this. We know we're a better side. They've got a couple of players. We're just going to have to keep an eye on them. That's all. We're going to make sure that especially with Joe to make sure that he's not in positions that he can, you know, whether it's set pieces, open play, anything up to 25, 30 yards out, let's keep an eye on him. And I'm sure we'll do that, but they will have more to worry about because we can hit them with different levels um, and potency of, po- of poison. And um, that's going to be the thing where Monk is going to have to, is going to be concerned like most teams have been because it, um, if one player is not playing well, somebody else steps up. I mean, that's the, Target's injury to bring Boo Boo on and do what he did was was remarkable. Absolutely, and, um, out of adversity and uh, you know top to bottom, Betts has played very well. We've not we don't concede many goals, we don't give up many chances, we score lots of late goals, and we know how to win. So we're tip top in form, and we'll be excited about playing. So I don't think you know the one or two players apart. We shouldn't be worried about what they've got. They're near where, where they are where they are in the table for many reasons. We are where we are in the table for many reasons too. So they've got more to worry about and they've got in many ways more at stake. So um, I would, um, that's why we should be pretty loosey goosey for tomorrow's game and Birmingham will probably be very nervous. Okay. Excellent points there, my friend. All right. Who are your key phone players for this match? Well, Mitro's an obvious. Um, I, Sess has been very quiet, as I said earlier, of late. I think Sess could be a key today, a key. I mean, I really, their right back Harding is, is, is there for the taking. And Sess has to, I'd like to see him step up. Um, teams have been keeping a very close eye on him, but let's face it, he's 17. He's still making the runs in the pockets. He's just not getting as much space. But um, Mitro is going to be massive because Mitro will, hold the ball up brilliantly. And if they can get midfielders close to him, then he's going to cause them all sorts of trouble. Our midfield three are just, are just brilliant. It's the best midfield I three in the division. The key, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Best in the division. I'll take, I'll take anyone down. It says otherwise best in, because you've got so many, you, there's such different players. Mac, because he's so consistent. Kearney, because he's a little wily, but also tremendously gifted and Steph Joe, who to me doesn't strike me as a, a, a normal Norwegian player. Um, he's, 
he's got an attitude about him. He's he's um he's feisty and he's but he chips in with goals too. To beat Fulham, you've got to, you've got to run through that midfield, and it's tough. It's tough because you've got you know you've got defenders playing behind, playing well, speed out wide at all times, and it's like trying to break through a brick wall. Right. So. Um, our midfield will be key, but Mitro, I think, is going to... I mean, this is the sort of game that Mitro can absolutely feast off because the pressure's going to be there. He's going to worry the crap out of them. They'll try and kick the lumps out of him. He won't care because he's not one that's going to score 10 minutes in. He'll score one 10 minutes to go. So um, I think if our midfield's working well and, and Mitro's having a good game holding the ball up, I think we're going to be fine. Okay. And what's interesting, I was talking to Dan Bird on view of the opposition. I just want to bring this up, Giannis, because I think it's a good time to talk about this. We were talking about the midfield three versus there two, and the advantage that we should have with that extra man, unless Monk changes things up a little bit. Do you think Monk might change things up because of our midfield three? Yes. Uh, yes. And let's not forget that compared to the last time we played in this year, I mean, Poor old uh, Tom Kearney was really suffering in terms of uh, in terms of injuries, and um, it's just it's just it's just a team that is naturally in sync. And um, the one thing that we will do with Birmingham is we will outwork them. Right. And um, you know it's a it's a tough game for them. They're good enough to stay in the division, and I think they should stay in the division. But this is one of those games. It's a one-off. And it's who dares wins. And, um, you know, to create anything from our boys, you're going to have to create something a little special because we don't tend to give up a lot. And uh, I can guarantee the threesome in the middle will be well well rolled up for this game. They're going to be probably very excited playing in front of 30,000. Big Fulham travelling support. There's the charity walk, lest we forget, up to up to St. Andrews. Um you know, we know we've got playoffs coming at the very least. It's going to be exciting. And um, we should just go out there and be expressive. Birmingham are going to have to just uh, ride out the wave and, and try and get something. In I think that, I think what they'll create is from set pieces. I don't think it's going to be from open play. Um, but as I said, we've got enough firepower to, to, to cause them all sorts of nonsense. So... Um, it's it, it's just got it's great it's great it's great we can have this show and we're not playing, you know, Hull or Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> because it's not a meaning it's it's the, you know those meaningless games where nobody well, gives. Well, this a means a great deal. Yes, it does. It's it's not because the fans in those days might turn up wearing you know Barney outfits and you know last game of the season. Let's go out and have a laugh. It's season's done. Hurrah! Let's look forward to August. There not in this case and not in a number of, of um, teams' cases in this division. And I'll be stunned if in those big games, are, you know, there's anything less than, a, uh, less than a full house. It's going to be great. It's great for the game. It's a fantastic division. Um, but it's the best second-tier division in Europe, probably the best second-tier division in the world. And um, these are going to be exciting times. There'll be lots of cheers tomorrow, and I'm sure there'll be lots of tears as well. Very good there, my friend. Uh, I think you pretty much spelled out what Savisha's strategy would be if it were you. It would be basically to attack. I was going to ask you what did Fulham need to do to win this match. I'm assuming it's going to be just go at them, try to get the early goal. Am I right? Yeah. Go out and play. 
go out and play, go out and go out and be expressive. Um, the first 10 minutes, they'll throw a little bit at us. That's fine. Do as you're going to do. Just feel themselves. We, 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 you know, this year, especially as part of that run, we've shown ourselves to be very adept as a second second half team. You know, we don't need to. We can go out and play and and size up what they're going to do and see what questions they're going to ask of us. And then second half, so Slava always does half time. He'll make adjustments, do what he needs to do, and we'll take it from there. Um, if we go a goal up early on Birmingham, there'll be absolute panic stations. And and I and don't forget, there'll be panic stations down at Cardiff. That's right. Because they're going to know. There's going to be a ripple effect. Yeah, absolutely. So um, an early goal would be great for us. See the Taffies have to squirm. I mean, nobody could. I mean, you know, object, you know, subjectivity aside, who really wants Cardiff back in the Premier League? <laughs> I've said what? the same thing, Giannis. I, oh. I was actually on another podcast, and people have been tweeting me about what I said. And this is what I said because I've been watching a good amount of Cardiff City. This is what I said that uh, if I had to watch that each and every week, I, I want to shoot my head off because oh, it's horrific boring. football to watch, Giannis. They, they, are, they are beyond boring. And, and their manager, you know, Warnock deserves a lot of praise for what he's done with that team, with the budget. But how many fans are going to really like him with his reaction to what happened at Molyneux a few weeks back? when Espirito Santa came to shake his hand off the game. You know, I mean, not every manager is going to sit there like Roy Hodgson when Murphy scored the goal 10 years ago and when he sat absolutely stone in that, in that bench, in the dugout, and didn't move. No reaction. Nothing. Not everybody's going to be like that. Most coaches are not. So Santa's is, you know, magnificent. I mean, the end of that game, let's not forget, two penalties in injury time for, for the Tafts unbelievable scenes and he's telling him to F off and he didn't just do it once he did it many times how can you how can how would people like that how can fans even defend it, it it's it's indefensible and and do you really need people like that I, I, I'm all for characters I think it's great but is that the sort of character that's going to be an advert to the to, for the game is Don't that me started on Neil Warner yeah I mean <laughs> Super record, but absolutely disgraceful behavior. Oh, I, I'm there with you. I, I cannot stand him. I can't stand the style of play. And uh, as I said to a, a couple of my friends that followed teams in the Premier League, I said, you don't want Cardiff City in the Premier League. That's all I'm going to say. You don't. You no. absolutely don't. No. But, they, they, no. And you're right. And that's why it's funny, because if you look at the matchup with Reading, it's, it's, a, it's probably a good matchup for Reading. I think so. They're, they're going to be. They're going to be. They're going to be ready for this. This is going to be a. This is going to be a good game. The table to me will go out the window. The, 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 I, and I think the best thing for our, for us as fans is that Reading was so poor against Ipswich. I mean, that was shocking. Absolutely shocking. And then um, they were supposed to do their lap of honor at the end of the game. I'm not sure they did it. They're probably embarrassed. I mean, it was. It was. It was. It was. I've heard of mail-in wins, but this was... Yeah, so that's actually a, a good point because they have a, I guess you could say, a, a point to prove here after that embarrassment, and that might work in their favor against Cardiff City. I didn't look at it that way. That's a good point. And and you know what? My understanding is that Reading have asked for more, have asked for more tickets, and this is and this to me is embarrassing against Cardiff City because they've asked for more and have been granted more tickets to go down to Cardiff for the game tomorrow. So they're taking a good following down. 
And if you can't fill out your stadium the last game of the season, and, um, you know, when you can get promoted, frankly, to, to quote many on Facebook, you're tin pot. You're a tin pot team. If you can't, honestly, the biggest game you've had in years and you can't fill out your stadium. But what excuse do you have? What are they doing, Cardiff? Rugby? Well, rugby seasons, well, r- r- uh, rugby union season is still on, but barely. They don't have a rugby league team. What are you doing down in South Wales? <laughs> well, there's, there's only two teams down there. You've got Swansea and Cardiff. Now, Swansea have excellent attendances. Uh, you know, they, there's, there's, no, there's no question about their support down there, the Liberty. But Cardiff City? Holy mother. You're giving up tickets to Reading? That's, that's a little, that's embarrassing. So um, I, 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 I think the matchup is good for Reading. And I don't, and I don't just, I don't see them going down there and going, all right, because it's desperate times. Last year, of course, they played at Wembley. So a lot has happened and they certainly won't want to go down to League One. Absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that Reading will get something. I, I do think they're going to get something. I said that about Hull last week. But I don't think Hull played badly against Cardiff. I just thought they didn't finish their chances. No, they didn't. But they were at home. I watched the match. I was very disappointed by Hull City because I thought it was there for them. Yeah, I think it was too. I think it was too. But at home, the pressure, boom. Reading, just go out and play. Reading should just go out and play, have some fun, see what happens. (laughs) I mean, that's that's all they can can do. Sure. And have a laugh. Um, they just, they really just need a point. Can they get a point? Yeah, for sure they can. Oh, if they um, get a point and we get three, we know what happens. I will, I will even, I'll tell you what I will happen. If they get a point and we get three, I will even wear a Reading jersey. Wow. I will wear a Reading jersey. Are you serious? I will definitely do it. And as much as I dislike those buggers, and I do, I will wear a Reading jersey and I will post it on Facebook. I will do it. That's great, Yannis. I will. I will definitely do it. I will do it and say thank you, Reading. I mean, you don't have anything. You've got nothing in that town. You've got a motorway running through it. It's a boring town. Anybody who's been there will know. Um, you might as well come from Slough, to be honest. And Slough is only famous because that was the venue for the. I don't know if you know this, Russ. That was the, where the office was set up. The, the UK version. Of I didn't know that. Yeah. And Slough is an absolute dog hole. Um, so um, I will wear a Reading jersey. I will wear it. Blue and white hoops. So I look like, like a demented QP <laughs> ha-ha player. But I will wear it. If they can do the dirty tomorrow, I will do that. And I will definitely post it. Okay, excellent, Giannis. I'll do something a little bit differently. If you're going to do that, I'm going to do something that is extremely painful to me. This is how much it would mean to me if things go their way tomorrow, okay? We are recording this Saturday. I will buy and wear a New York Yankees shirt. Oh, no. That's, yes. That's, I'm in pain already. Okay. I oh. will do that. And that is probably one of the most painful things I could do as a sports fan. I will do that if Fulham somehow gets second. I will do that. That like tells that. you like that tells you how much this means to me because that to me I would never do in front of my father. My father would never forgive me for that. God rest his soul. He has passed away, and uh, if I ever even suggested it, he I, I can't imagine what my father would think. But if somehow Fulham find a way to gain automatic 
promotion, getting second, I will wear a New York Yankees shirt. I will do that. And I'll good post it. You, so there you go. So we both have something on the line. That's good, Giannis. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and yeah, I can see John Sterling. Um, for those um, fans out there who don't know John Sterling, John Sterling is um, one of the play-by-play announcers for the, for, for, uh, for the Yankees. Yeah. And he goes berserk when... Oh, um, terribly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at the, at the end of the, the game, game, you know, his, uh, Yankees win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a bit nuts, and um, yeah, that would be that would be absolutely classic because it would okay. be huge. So, well, so we got something on the line here. We do. We both do. We both do. So we'll both do that. If somehow Fulham gets to second, we'll both uh, do something that we would not do. Uh, that's how important tomorrow is to both of us. All right, Giannis. Give me your starting 11. I'm curious your thoughts on it. We talked a little bit about Abubakar. Are you going to put him in your starting 11? No. No, okay. I wouldn't. I, I, no. I, I'd have the same 11 that started last um, week uh, against Sunderland. So you're, you're back four of um, Fredericks, Target, uh, Riemann, Adoy, uh, your midfield of uh, K-Max, Steph, Joe, and Kearney. Uh, and up front, um, Piazon, Sessignon, and uh, Mitrovic. I wouldn't, as well as Boo Boo played, the good news stick with is Boo Boo you can throw on to the Wolves if you need yep. to. Um, and I think Piazon's done enough to stay in the lineup. And uh, Target being back, that's the first game that Target's played this since his loan from Southampton that I thought he was a little bit off. Uh, if he's in any sort of form, he's going to be absolutely massive. And I know it's tough on 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 Boo Boo, but um, Boo Boo can give us a little bit of a blood transfusion if he comes off the bench. So I would keep it as the same eleven that started against uh, Sunderland last. I understand? Oh, oh sure, it's uh, Blunderland, not Sunderland, Blunderland. <laughs> I understand, Yanis. I, I was very impressed with the Boo Boo. I was just wondering if you were going to go in that direction, but I understand why you're going with PAs on. That makes sense. All right, it's time for your prediction, Yanis. What's your prediction for this match? I predict I'm going to need a job beyond tomorrow. <laughs> um, we're going to win 2-0 um, okay. up at uh, St. Andrews. And um, I believe that I believe that Reading will get a drawdown at Cardiff 1-1. Wow. I, yeah. I do. I do. I because it would be my luck that I have to wear a Reading jersey. <laughs> It was just, it, but you would play, gladly do it, though. I uh, yes, I, I, absolute, I, absolutely. But I will be wearing one of my many fully Fulham jerseys tomorrow. And by okay. the way, um, two incredible young grade twelve students, uh, Kaylee and Shalika, Shalika are currently painting my office door. Um, they've they've done the two coats of white paint. They're going to sand it on Monday, and then they're going to paint in the Fulham badge on the door. My my principal is absolutely mortified, saying, how can you do that? And I said, it's very simple, really. You put some paint there. And then some teacher walked into my office yesterday and said, I don't understand. Why wouldn't you like have a picture of Messi on your door? And I said, shut up, you ranger. I, I'm not Argentinian. I don't support Barcelona. Why do fans around the world, Russ, not understand that it's not like the sexy pick, even though you've never gone to see it. You know, oh, I'm a Man United supporter. Right. Have you ever gone to Manchester? No. Have you ever seen them live? No. Well, um, you support. I, I think it's like wives. I think um, with marriage, I think wives pick the husbands. I, I, I do. And 
I think with football teams, you're born with, I think you, I think you're born with it with gut. I don't know why I'll never be able to explain why, but it's part of your fabric. It's part of your being. And so it's the Fulham shrine. And um, I'm hoping that this week I can celebrate us going to the premier league so that we can play Stoke. Oh no, they're not there. Are they? Sorry. (laughs) Uh, They won't be. No, no, no. They won't be there. Um, I forgot about that. Um, but uh, that we go up and we get the chance to play uh, our friends from down at to the bridge, and uh, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be, you know what? It yeah, it yeah. We're a little club, and if Bournemouth can do it, and I, that's the best example I can think of, sure. and good for Bournemouth. Um, if Bournemouth can do it, then we can too. Absolutely, Yanis. All right, it's time for my prediction. I'm going to go with my standard three to one. I do like Fulham's chances in this match, and uh, I think that uh, Birmingham City will. Try to get that point. Go back to what you said before, Yanis. I think that they should come out and attack us. And, and if they do, I think that actually would be the Fulham's advantage because I think that just plays into our hands. But we shall see what Gary Monk decides to do. But I'm going to go 3-1. to one. I feel good about this match. I don't feel as confident as you about Reading. I give it about, like I said, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm going to give it 10%. But you never know. And what I'm going to now tell you, is why you never know, and you're going to know this, Giannis. Um, many Fulham supporters won't know this, which is fine, but uh, it just tells you that anything can happen. Listen, I, I watched my New England Patriots come back from down 28-3 to to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I also saw them go into a final game of the season as uh, a number three or number four seed, and they needed help to get the number two seed. This is in 2001, Giannis, that season. And the Oakland Raiders lost to, of all teams, the New York Jets, which is similar to Fulham needing help from Reading. Yep. And uh, the Jets beat the Raiders, which gave the New England Patriots the number two seed. We're talking about number two. So I have an example of a situation that this did happen. It was unlikely at the time, but it did happen. The Patriots had to beat Carolina, and the Jets had to beat the Raiders. Both happened. And uh, it was unlikely that the second part of that, meaning that the Jets would beat the Raiders, but it happened. And this goes back to the Reading situation. You never know. I think that it's more likely that Fulham end up in the playoffs, and I'm fine with that. But there is a chance. Enjoy your Sunday. My last thought on this show is just enjoy it. Embrace it. Like I said, I'm calling it Super Sunday Fulham style because that's what it is. All kinds of games going on. Let's hope that the results go our way. And let's hope that Giannis on Monday or whenever next week is wearing a, a Redding shirt and I'm wearing a, <laughs> a New York Yankees shirt because that means Fulmer back in the Premier League. But we'll see what happens. Giannis, final thoughts before we go. You know, I'm going to go back to the thing about, about the, the teams that you support. And, you know, I'm going to spare a thought even for the teams um, that, that got relegated from League Two today, Chesterfield and Barnett. Um, Barnett's in you know North London, Chesterfield's in Derby, the Derbyshire, and you know there are so many teams, you know once you know famous clubs that are no longer in the league, but you, they still get really good support and good following because it doesn't matter who where they are, you'll still follow them because they they're your team, and that's the beauty of sports is that. You know, uh, I've had to put up with it, you know, this year with, you know, teachers walking in saying, oh, how come you haven't got a Chelsea thing or a Man United? Because they don't understand 
they don't get it. It's ignorance, really. Because once you follow a team, through thick and thin, you follow them and you bitch when you want to and you'll cheer when you want to. And you have so many highs and so many lows. So for us to be in a situation tomorrow where we've got a chance to go back to the Premier League is very, very special. But I also spare a thought for all those teams at the bottom. The fans of those two clubs, Barnet and Chesterfield, must be devastated. But those fans will still be there in August and they'll still follow their, their, their clubs through thick and thin. And that is why supporting football is such a great thing. And it doesn't matter who you support. The fact that you do support them, I think it's great. It gives you something to look forward to, something to smile about or moan about, um, something to wear with pride and something to make part of your life even more meaningful than it would already already be. So we're all fortunate to to love our teams and uh, all the best to all the teams tomorrow. It's going to be an exciting day and hopefully it works well for us. But, um, you know, long live football. Absolutely, Yanis. Great way to end the show. Let's wrap it up, my friend. Great show. For Yanis Aeneas, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.